everyone, welcome to Between the Covers. I'm Alyssa Fuller. I'm Jimmy Petrie. And I'm Dylan Becker. And we're going to talk about our outside reading books. So first I'm going to interview Jimmy. So Jimmy, what is the name of your book? The book I chose to read is a, is a non-fiction book by Stephen Nasser called My Brother's Voice. Nice. And do you know th anything about the author? Uh, I know the author... Everything in the book is absolutely true about what he wrote. Uh, it's obviously not fiction, so everything in here is absolutely truthful. And how many pages is it, Jimmy? This book is 232 pages. Nice. How did you discover it? Uh, my sister read it, and she recommended it to me for our outside reading book because I really not into reading, but I like history and stuff. So she decided that this would be probably a good book for me to read. And what is the point of view it's written from? Is it like first, second, or third? It is a first person, and it's kind of tricky because it jumps around in time, but it's a first person book. So you said it jumps around in time. What does that mean? Is it like from like the present to the past? So it starts off um, the main character, Pista Nasser, is in a train car with about, I mean, it's full. They can't even like sit down or anything. It's full of all Holocaust inmates and they're on a train. And uh, the Nazis who had him at the camp are trying to get rid of him. They're gonna bring him up to a mountain and leave him there so like it doesn't look bad because they were trying to hide the camps and everything. And the army or whatever it was didn't know what the train was. So it started shooting at it and Pista's like the only survivor after it's all shot and everything. He's laying there and he's all infected from the camp because he's already gone through the whole camp. And this is at the very beginning. So then the army finds him and they bring him to a hospital and they nurse him and stuff. And then a nurse comes in and the nurse wants to know what happened and all that stuff. So then that's when the book kind of really starts. And that starts back when Pista was a kid with his brother Andres. They live in the, um, where they're living, and they have their mom and their dad, and that's kind of where the book starts, and then it goes from there, and then it, re it then it goes all the way through the camp, then to the train scene, and then it goes into like an adult life after. Oh wow! Would you like to share any important questions that out to you? Uh. What? Would you like to share any important quotes that stood out to you? Any important quotes? Um, one important anything that really stood out to you? Yeah, one important quote I thought that stood out to me was uh, when his uh, older brother Andres died that he said him and his dad were going to look over him in heaven because his dad died before the Holocaust even started. He got really sick and died. And then Andres was always like his bigger brother, like making sure he always had food and wasn't too skinny or didn't have enough energy so they were always looking after him so it was like they were his like guardian angels so that quote really stood out to me what's the vocabulary like is it pretty easy for you is it kind of difficult for high schoolers it's pretty easy there's just some words that are really german in there like some of the uh chapter titles are like german uh i don't want german cities i think or just german words or they'll have like a when an ss officer comes in and they're like They'll say something in German and then they'll translate it. So, so you gotta read it in German first. Yeah. Um, did you like this one? Yeah, this is probably like this really good book. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty sad, but it gives you really good insight on what the camps were like. 
a very good history book and a pretty easy read too. Would you recommend this book to other people? Any like special like demographic? Yeah, if uh, if you're not really into history, I wouldn't recommend it to you. <laughs> but like, if I was gonna recommend it to anybody, it'd be somebody that's into history or maybe just into the Holocaust, like because there's people that like collect that stuff, study yeah. it, all that. And if you could say one thing to the author about this book, what would it be? I could say one author to the, or one question to the author, or one thing. I would ask him, I would ask that, so every day when they woke up, they had to go to like a meeting, and if there wasn't people at the meeting, they would count off like seven or eight people, and every eighth person got beat or whatever. So, and sometimes like people didn't show because they died. Mm -hmm. Like they just died in their sleep. So I'd ask him like what the meetings were like, like what what his fear was, what he felt in his stomach. Like, cause you know, when you're in trouble, you kind of feel like, feel that like pit in your stomach. I wonder if he had that or what. Uh, other than that, that's really it because he goes into so much detail in the book. Like when his brother Andres is in sick bay, he describes the smell of it because there's so much like um, they use the bathroom in the beds there's dead people everywhere it, it just smells stays with it just smells really bad in there so he, he knows I can describe it thank you Jimmy okay Dylan I'm going to be interviewing you about your book uh, okay. what is the name of your book so the name of my book is called The Slight Edge and it's written by Jeff Olson and it's a self-help book so it talks about kind of like building success in life and how you can like change your philosophy to build on. It looks decent sized. How many pages is it? It is, <laughs> it is decent sized. It's uh, about 272 pages. That's pretty big. It uh, is. <laughs> the font's pretty small too but it's an easy read. So, so it I looks pretty it. interesting. How did you discover it? So one of my friends was reading it at one of the training camps we had, and he said it really helped him, kind of like in the in his mental aspect of swimming and how you know, and during practice, you know, this really helped him stay motivated. So is it written from first, second, or third person? It's written to second person. So the author talks about his experiences and talks about how he like his recommendations for us and how we can change our philosophy and our mental state to become a better person. So uh, what's the overall plot, like just the basic stuff? So he really talks about the difference between satisfaction and success. It's, that's mainly the gist of the book. And he talks about how most of the, most of the people stay on our line of satisfaction and they, they don't really strive for success after that because, you know, they're satisfied with what they have. And then they start trying less in, like, let's say, the classroom or, like, in the gym or whatever, wherever you are. And then that kind of leads to, like, a downward trend to failure. And then once you get down there, you realize, oh, you know, I have to get back up to where I used to be. And then you get to that satisfaction, but no one really strives for that success. So he talked about developing this thing called the slight edge and how this can help you kind of stay on that upward trend towards success and not to go on the downward trend towards failure. Well, uh, 
<laughs> was there any important quotes that stood out to you at all? There's just one important quote. It was on page 82. It said, there's no someday, there's only today, which I can really relate to because, you know, let's say you're, I'm sometimes a procrastinator, like I procrastinate my homework it's most, most of the time. And so when they says that there's no someday, there's only today, I can really relate to that because a lot of people, you know, put things off and, you know, when you say, okay, I'll do it tomorrow, and then tomorrow becomes the day after that and the day after that, I think this quote helps me stay motivated to say, you know, focus on the present, focus on today, don't worry about the, the past or don't worry about the future, just kind of like stay where you are. How would you describe the narrator's tone? Is he normal? Is he funny? Does he like talk in a formal sense? Is he dry? Does not really like give you any like juice? Um, I'd say he's mostly um, formal for the most part. He does have a couple instances where he's funny and adds a little humor to the book. But for the most part, he just talks about, um, you know, just kind of like staying focused. And, um, yeah, just really striving for success in life. Would you read any other books by this author? I would. Um, he's a really good author. Um, the vocabulary is not too bad. And he really goes in depth, and you know, it's something I can relate to. You know, kind of like an inspirational, kind of like self-help book, which I'm really interested in. I like reading those, so I would definitely read more books by this author. Did you like the book? I really enjoyed the book. Um, I would recommend this pipe for anyone because you know, it's it doesn't really just pertain to sports or just about you know, just kind of like business. He talks about business a little bit because. He used to be an entrepreneur and he was really successful and then one day like um, the stock market kind of like crashed and then he lost everything and the next thing you know he was working at a country club on a golf course and thinking to himself how did I get here and you know then that really changed his mindset and then he wrote this book to help other people change their mindset and to get themselves out of that hole that he was once in and so anyway he be, he ended up becoming really successful with this book and you know just like kind of doing inspirational talks around the country and motivating people if you could say one thing to the author about the book what would you say i would say um you know, just thank you for writing the book. I think it's really helped me in the classroom and just kind of like in life in general, helping me live a better life. And um, just to kind of like keep doing what he's doing because I've, you know, heard great things from everyone that's read this book. And even in the book, they share personal stories of people that have, um, are like people like affected by this book and how that's really helped them and there's like some like some like big people like in the big businesses like CEOs of like Amazon there's a personal story of them in here and how that really helped them kind of like shape their business into what they are today so um yeah I just you know I'd want to say you know just thank you for helping me sounds good thanks Dylan no problem So, I'm going to be interviewing Alyssa now. So, what's the name of your book? It's called Dead Presidents, and it's by Brady Carlson. Okay, what genre is it? It's kind of like a multi-biography. That sounds kind of weird. Um, but Brady, he visits all the gravesides of the presidents because he's just so interested in them, and he kind of writes things about them. Like, 
just the different things that even like history buffs might not even know. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, how many pages is it? It's 304 pages. Wow. <laughs> Um, how did you discover this book? I was just looking for a historical book at Barnes & Noble because I'm interested in history and like U.S. history and I stumbled upon this one and I really enjoyed it. That's cool. That's cool. Um, what point of view is it written from? So like first person, second person, third person? It's, it's like first and third because he talks about his lifestyle and about like where he went to visit and then it's third person about you know other entrepreneurs, other history, um, like history books that went to these places and just learned about all different types of presidents. Okay, that's cool. Um, so what's the basic premise of your book? So like, don't spoil anything, like say if I want to read or something. But. So it's an American adventure into like the strange deaths and the surprising afterlives of our nation's leaders that like most history books don't even know about. That's cool. That's cool. Um, do you want to share some important quotes that stood out to you? Yes, I actually have a few. So, on page 53, um, so James A. Garfield, everyone thinks he was killed by the assassination, like the bullet, but actually it was from the doctors because a dozen doctors were like probing into the president's bullet wound, one after another with no anesthetic or no relief, and they didn't clean their tools or their hands, so that's what actually killed him instead of the bullet. That's crazy. Another one I have is on page 184, so a lot of people might not know this, but the eternal flame on John F. Kennedy's like grave at Arlington National Cemetery has been replaced several times and the most recent one was in 2013. That's crazy. And another one I have is, so Richard Nixon, he was kind of, he had a bad rep in a way because of the Watergate and everyone wanted him to pass it but he wouldn't. Yeah. So Hunter S. Thompson, he, who was like so devoted to Nixon and Watergate, he said, if the right people had been in charge of Nixon's funeral, his casket would have been launched into one of the open sewage canals that empty into the ocean just south of Los Angeles. Wow. And like, it's crazy to say that about, you know, your nation's leader. Yeah, for sure. Another crazy thing he had wrote about, it was in the epilogue, and just saying the the sculpture, the sculpture of Mount Rushmore, he actually wanted to create the giant, like a giant confederate flag on Mount Rushmore instead of the four brothers. Wow. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. That's cool. And you know how that would change kind of like history class today or something Yeah, because like, like if, imagine we were a confederate state and not like a union state. Yeah. Um, okay, so how would you describe the narrator's story? Is it formal, funny, kind of dry? He's kind of formal. He does talk about like the funny things because, I mean, there's another president. I think his name was um, William Henry Harrison. And he actually died from pneumonia because he was outside in the cold. Wow giving like a two hour long speech so he was actually the only president to die in office okay. and he died within a month of his term so he it, it is funny when it comes to like the stupid ideas the stupid events but he is formal throughout the most part so would you read another book by the same author then I definitely would. It did challenge me, like some of the topics, like some presidents that you know you forget because they're not that big. Yeah. Um, but I definitely would, just because it was such a funny book, and I'm interested in presidents as well. Cause, I mean, I know all 45 presidents, yeah. so it's kind of interesting to learn about different things. That's cool. And then you get to know kind of like some of the presidents that people may not have, yeah. you know, known before. That's cool. Um, so, what's the vocabulary like? Is it difficult, easy? There's some difficult uh, parts just because this is for like more history teachers and you know those in the upper class. 
but it was easy overall. I mean, it was well enough to challenge high schoolers, but it wasn't difficult. Okay. So like you said, you know, you enjoyed the presidents. Did you enjoy the book? Yeah, I really did. And because it went out of order, it wasn't like, oh, Washington and then John Adams. It was more like, oh, like time, well-timed exits and then like the first patient. Because even Herbert Hoover had died from the doctors and not from, you know, just yeah. overall. That's cool. Um, would you recommend this book to any other people or any specific demographic? Yeah, preferably like historic readers or anyone interested in presidents. Um, I would say if you're not interested, because a lot of people are interested in fiction or like science yeah. fiction. So it's not a very a lot of people who are interested in nonfiction, like Jimmy said with his book, My Brother's Voice. It's those who are interested in presidents or just history at all. Okay. And then if you had to say one thing to the author, what would it be? Um, so he visited all the grave sites of all the presidents ever, and I'd probably ask, like, since he visited all those grave sites, which one would be his favorite? Because, like, there's George Washington, you know, our nation's best president, you could probably say, or even Abraham Lincoln, but, like, I want to know if it was someone we don't really, like, that isn't really big, like Herbert yes. Hoover or Richard Nixon, because, like, Richard Nixon isn't one of the, like, best. For sure. Yeah, so that would definitely yeah. be it. That's interesting. Well, thank you for telling me about your book. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. See you next time. Welcome back to Between the Covers. I'm Melissa Fuller. I'm Jimmy Petrie. I'm Tim Leonard. And I'm Nevada Spalba. And we're going to talk about our books today. So first we're going to interview Jimmy on his book. So Jimmy, tell me what's the name of your book? It's Good to be Gronk. Oh, okay. So, who's the main character of your book? Uh, the main character? Well, it's an autobiography. So, the main person is uh, Rob Gronkowski. He's a tight end for the New England Patriots. Recently retired this year. He retired? Yes, he retired. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. How do you feel about that, Jimmy? Is this like, does this, like, follow a story about it? or like? No, this is a, this is a story from his childhood to the NFL. So, oh, like, how so it affected him? Yeah, so it's not, oh. it doesn't have him retiring in it, but... To answer Alyssa's question, when he retired, I kind of cried. It was really sad. He's my favorite player ever, and he he retired pretty young. So how old is he? Uh, thirty. He's thirty. He's retiring at thirty. Yeah. Oh but you know, he's a uh, really good, and he goes really hard. So he gets a lot of injury injuries and stuff. Like he's torn his ACL a couple times. He has to wear this big Between. arm brace on his. <laughs> Alyssa knows a lot about that. <laughs> she does know a lot about that. But yeah, he has to wear this big arm brace on his arm because his elbow is all messed up like he has no tendons left in his elbow so he's pretty Gosh. messed up but he's he goes hard so you said sorry nevada oh no you're good okay <laughs> so you said it's an autobiography um how do you feel like reading that type of stuff like you don't know, like fiction or non-fiction like does that really impact you more than reading about stuff that's made up uh i kind of like the autobiographies mm-hmm. i, I kind of feel the same way like i like reading like the truth like, yeah like truth it's like oh this is yeah, like you can also have like a credible author and stuff like that. And if you're reading about somebody you like, it's pretty cool. Like I could read about him, a lot of other football players, a lot of racers. But like, if I'm reading something made up, I want it to be a good book. Like Harry Potter's are good books. Like, <laughs> yeah. so some some books are just not that good. But autobiographies are always pretty good. I feel that way. I feel the same way because like, I kind of like um, having a book that has a little bit of like, oh, okay, I can relate to this in my like real life, but like. No, and that's that's really similar to the type, type of book I'm reading like right now. Really.
So how did his childhood like affect his career? Oh, it affected it in a big way. Um, when he was a child, he grew up with four brothers, Ooh. and three of them were older. He had one younger brother, but in that household, like the only rule they had was no hitting in the face. Like he says that multiple times in the book, was just no hitting in the face. Everything else was fair game. So, growing up, he would they would play um, stick hockey, football, they would wrestle, and stuff would always escalate to fights. So he that's how that's just how he got so tough. He would fight his older brothers and his older brothers' friends. And he tells one story that they would hold him down and just punch on his legs as hard as they can because they couldn't hit him in the face. And he got so used to it that he said it started to tickle and he would laugh and it would make his brothers even more mad. But yeah, his brothers had a his brothers and his family had a big big part in how he ended up turning out in life. Uh, would you recommend this book to anybody? I would recommend it to people who like football. If you don't like football or goofy stories, you're probably not going to like it because it's pretty goofy. <laughs> it tells a lot of weird stories, but if you like that stuff, I would recommend it. Like, I wouldn't probably recommend it to Nevada, but I would recommend it to you, to Tim, probably. Yeah, because we're both athletes, so it kind of makes sense. What is the vocabulary like? I mean, it's Gronk writing the book, so his <laughs> vocabulary is not that broad. But he uses... he. He makes it funny, like, he's not, he's, it's Gronk, like, everybody knows he's not the smartest guy, but he's not trying to act like he's the smartest guy with... Being himself. Yeah, with yeah. this, like, crazy vocabulary, like, he's just trying to do him. What would you say to him, like, after reading this book, like, what would you say to him? Ask him anything. Yeah. I don't know what I would ask him, because the book kind of explains everything, but I would just ask him, like, what he's going to do now that he retired and he has all this money and... Well, I would just ask him what he's going to plan on doing the rest of his life. <laughs> right. How did, wait, how did you find about, like, how did you find out about this book? Like, did you just find it or uh, did someone recommend it? I got this book as a Christmas present from my uncle. Like, he got me a whole bunch of little stuff when this was one of them one year. And uh, I got it. My freshman year, I think, which is two years ago, I just didn't read it because I didn't really want to read. And then we had to do our books, so I was like looking in my closet for something to read. And then I found this, and then I was like, All right, I'm gonna pick this book. <laughs>